2: What is going on, everybody? Matt is back. It is week thirteen. I cannot believe that we are on to week thirteen already, nearing season's or, almost over, man. Oh my gosh, we're near the fantasy football playoffs for our season long and and best ball bros. We're nearing the end of the regular season and into the actual NFL playoffs. It's crazy to think that we're almost here, but I guess, I mean, it is almost, (laughs) we're closing in on Christmas, so I guess uh, I I should not be that surprised, but man, it feels like it has really flown by. I remember hopping on here week one uh, and everything that we talked about in week one here on the show and here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Don't, don't, don't get too, uh, don't get too happy here with uh, the compliments
0: Dude, uh, uh, two weeks all ago, I know two weeks is ago, all you I know is
2: fix a tire. And last week you, you weren't here. <laughs> yeah, This
3: all, all I know is we're at a point now based on where we were at in week one. We're now at a place where the Seahawks are going to the Rams as eight point favorite.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It this we say this every year and like every show i've done for the last three weeks we say all these kinds of cliche things like oh my gosh the injuries this year or oh my gosh we didn't see this thing coming i do feel like this year because now we're kind of removed from the pandemic aspect right it was like those couple years where it was kind of largely pandemic related uh issues and stress and all that kind of stuff yeah weird it was just weird this is like Man, all these young players going down. The Super Bowl champions are basically shutting it down and tanking, even though they don't even have their draft pick. That you is know, very weird. The, the Seahawks are really good. And, I mean, no one on the planet thought that was going to happen. So I think Gino Smith one... is way better than Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's what I was yeah, exactly Russ... about to say. <laughs> yeah, Gino and Russ flipped flipped bodies and and talents or whatever. Exactly. So, But we're to this point in the season where I think a lot of people would say, well, now we know, right? Now we know everything, but I actually think we start to get into like almost a second wave of chaos at this point in the season. Right. We're having the Rams shut it down. Teams are having injuries. One I've been talking about uh, on some other shows this week that uh, we're not going to get to here. But like Tristan Wirfs going down for the Bucks It's mm. like something that people these these things pile up, man. And you get to Christian Derisaw. Right. You're getting all these different guys who are actually impactful to teams, games, totals, DFS. But it's like, we think we know all these teams by now, by week 13. But it's kind of this, like I said, this second wave almost of chaos.
3: Well, the Bucks are, what, three and a half point favorites at home? Three and a half? Kind of Saints win, you know, lose by three and still cover? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, you would have thought, yeah, it's a game or two that we'll talk about today, uh, particularly maybe the last two that we're trying to decide between, we never would have thought... Uh, that those would be in play as a uh, other than a narrative for one of them, I guess, as as a game for us to talk about as a GPP game stack over the Bucks Saints. But we're like like not no one even said like, wait, we need to do we, Do we need to talk about Bucks Saints? That's just like Whoa. throw that game in the garbage. That games on Monday Night Football, guys. <laughs> oh, see, look at this. I'm not clearly not not prepared as the host. But um, anyway on to the real meat and potatoes the fun let's start with the, the game of the week right you, i don't think we can start this show with any other game besides chiefs bengals it, it is it is there's a lot there's a lot of fun games this week i think and we're going to talk about a bunch of them I, well, i'm is, so
3: happy to be on the show that's why i want to be on the show this week
2: I was like, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be on the Stack Fest this week. This is this is a good <laughs> week for being on the Stack Fest. Last week, Dario and I couldn't, were struggling to figure out different games. We figured it out as we talked through it, but we didn't come into the show with like, okay, we got to talk about these games. This week, particularly with Chiefs and Bengals, this is very clearly uh, you know, the game of the week for real football, but probably also for DFS. You have Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs that are an unstoppable force, and Joe Burrow has been... Pretty good even without Jamar Chase. And now all reports today are that Jamar Chase is is good to go for Sunday. So we have a theoretically full strength Bengals with not quite a full strength Chiefs, but maybe some guys stepping into some new roles uh with some other guys banged up that kind of still make them fairly full strength. Dario, what's your like first takeaway with this game? You know, obviously from a, a DFS slant? I mean, I looked at Patrick Mahomes'
4: projected ownership on DraftKings and I don't know why it's only 5%. That's my first <laughs> takeaway is like, if you would have thought that Patrick Mahomes in a 52 and point game total would be like, you know, top three in quarterback ownership easily. Easily. For the fact he's not up there. Like, obviously, you're going to have to pay up for Mahomes, but we've seen it with Josh Allen weeks where everyone's like, this is the week you pay up for Josh Allen. Like, it's without question. And I think that's because the Bengals defense has been pretty good. We probably all have that. Second half inability to move the ball on the Bengals in the AFC Championship game kind of present in our minds, but I think that it's still Patrick Mahomes and there Andy Reid's probably been scheming up for the Bengals defense the entire off season, and I just think that if you can play him at low ownership, that just seems like too easy.
3: It's a great think, call, Matt? man. I mean, this is a this is a great game. I know that some of these other games have high totals as well, right? Chargers Raiders, we'll talk about that. That's over 50. And uh, of course, Lions Jaguars over 50. But I mean, <laughs> this is the game, right? This is the game, right? The, the it's partially a function of the defenses being so easy to score on is why we're so interested in, you know, jaguars lions and you know the pace of play is fast and the defenses are soft this is just about the quarterbacks this is like burrow mahomes you you don't have to worry about the defenses you don't have to worry about anything you just know burrow and mahomes are going to get it done so if you want to stack them up and and skew your entire portfolio toward mahomes burrow stacks please do permission granted (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> so, what about um, on? Let's talk on the Chiefs side first because it, it's the Bengals are not super straightforward, but more so I think than than the Chiefs. If I click over to the flex, let me actually click off of uh, the Bengals just for this this exercise. Obviously, we have Travis Kelsey. Not a ton that we have to say about Travis Kelsey, and possibly the shootout of the week at a tight end position that every day gets worse in in fantasy you know even a guy that plays for the bills dawson knox can't do anything david Njoku is now out for the browns the position is a mess and you have travis kelsey here but similar to the patrick mahomes thing dario is like this is my priority stack of mahomes is with kelsey but we're gonna run out of salary really fast if we're jamming mahomes kelsey teams and then any you know any Bengals right if you want chase or you want higgins or whatever you really start to run out of salary but is that still kind of your where you really want to start is like Mahomes Kelsey I think yeah you have to Kelsey has been just unstoppable this year we've seen three
4: touchdown game a four touchdown game like the last thing you want to do is stack mahomes and then the entire offensive production goes through kelsey and you're just like toast cuz you didn't stack him with kelsey like everyone else did
2: yeah, like the old uh, 40, 40 point game from the from the tight end that we got two weeks ago uh, against the Chargers. But but uh, Matt, how, how are you kind of deciphering through then non Kelsey Chiefs? Right, I, I don't have, I don't know if we have a an injury now. they're scantling
3: down to four point one k,
2: right? No, <laughs> Wash, rinse, repeat for MVS. Yes, you don't no. have to sign me up. You don't have to. You, you don't sign, have to sign
3: you up. <laughs> yes. What about yes? What
4: about Sky Moore,
2: guys? I, I, I mean, definitely I feel like Sky like
3: more Sky Moore, like, like the, the problem with Marquez Valdez scantling three consecutive weeks. Look at the snap share 80 percent, 70 percent, 60 percent. And if you know, so it's going Sky down Moore.
4: and you look at the snap shares for Sky more, Dario, 25 percent, 37 percent, 45 percent. He's directly oh, eating look at his
2: lunch. Look at this. <laughs> see, I see. Here's here's one thing I will say. I still like both of them in tournaments. J- being out there for sixty uh, percent of the it, like, pick one of them. They're out there for fifty to sixty percent at these prices. There, th- that that's how you afford Mahomes. That's how you afford Mahomes, Kelsey, whatever. Pick Sky. I-, I would, I I would play not both of them in the same lineup, but like if if Sky just stays at that thirty percent or whatever, right? You know th- this whole like. Growth isn't necessarily, it's being linear right now. Growth and regression are, are being linear right now p- between these two guys, just slowly going up this hill. But that's like not, like, look at James Cook last mm-hmm. night. It's generally like not how it works, right? It, usually it's like a switch flips on. And so that that could be the thing for Sky Moore. It's like, okay, we've seen enough now. If he would stop fumbling, <laughs> we maybe we would have already seen, you know, the 70% of snaps or whatever. But mm-hmm. I think you could almost make a case, almost. We're just spitballing here. Like Mahomes having making your Mahomes stacks have one of on DraftKings, have one of Sky or or MVS in them. Because I do kind of feel like it's, you know, it's not that one of them has to get there, but man, the opportunity at the price, whichever one that it is, if MVS fends him off and still gets his 70% of snaps, or Sky takes over, are just could, could be keys to this Slate in tournaments.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Sky Moore, that's how you afford that stack, is you double stack with Mahomes with Sky Moore at only 3.1K. If I told you that, you know, a second-round pick runs a 4-4, who is a dominant college player, is coming off two consecutive six-target games where his snap share has been going up 10% every week, and he's still 3.1K, he'd be the punt play wide receiver that everyone's playing this week.
4: Yeah, I yeah I can't I mean I think maybe the field will be catching on to this but right now the projected ownership is basically nothing for Sky Moore which is I, I
2: think, think everyone's gonna catch on people yeah. love the new the, the new shiny new toy especially in on the Chiefs and especially in in this game but yeah. if it's even if it's reasonable ownership right it, as long as it doesn't right. it get out of, a, out of hand yeah. I think it's fine
4: I mean we saw with Garrett Wilson last week right everyone was like oh he's you know four was it 4. 3k or something like Super that Super cheap yep and crazy chalky
2: and it's like he got there and, and and a lot of the times you'll see those guys not a lot of the times sometimes you will see those guys it doesn't run away from us because everybody says it right it, it, there's how many of these dfs shows exist right you guys have been around like everybody's like well can't play the chalk x player right and garrett wilson was also a funky one maybe sky's a little different where it's like am i playing a one-off Jets wide receiver, you know, as chalk in tournaments, maybe again, maybe Sky Moore is a little bit different than that or, or, or a, get a player from this game. But what about these, like, what about Juju didn't get back to the full snaps? Is there anything translating like the Sky Moore thing? Is he, did he steal some of that from Juju as well? And then we got to talk about uh, uh, Pacheco. He, he projects mm-hmm. okay here, um, and he, he you know, really took over that early down role. But I, I kind of want to hear your guys' thoughts on these other, other you know, Juju, Pacheco, and is there anybody else that's kind of seeing oh. the field or, or getting sprinkled in?
3: Tony's not practicing today, is he not? Is he – or that's he what didn't I was trying practice to Wednesday, didn't Wednesday practice Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday, yeah. So I we're think... assuming no Kadarius Tony. Right. Yeah. Well, that's big. I think – Right. That's big. I think that's why the projected ownership right now, not knowing where Tony is, is low on Sky Moore. I think once Kadarius Tony's ruled out, Sky Moore is going to pop. Yeah.
4: That seems pretty logical. I think more importantly on their injury report is a hamstring strain for Jarek McKinnon. He also hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. And if Pacheco can get even half of his targets, don't do this to me. <laughs> then he's like completely nuclear. This is amazing.
3: Yeah, this is why this is a bur- the Burrow stacks are great too because you have this you have this Pacheco runback. I'm more excited about the Pacheco runback than I am the Mixon
2: runback for you know, salary reasons. Well, so, so can we talk this one this one through? So let's make the assumption if because if McKinnon plays, you know it's a very different situation. McKinnon's going to get that his the McKinnon role. The mm-hmm. only thing that's been a stable role for the Chiefs all year has been that that McKinnon role. If there is no Jarek McKinnon, what do you so A Rojo will be active again? Are they calling up Melvin Gordon on a short week? How, how do you perceive that this backfield's gonna work, right? Who's playing long down in distance and distance and all that? Is Pacheco gonna get that? Or what are you what are you thinking, Dario? I think they probably do call up Melvin Gordon like he, you know, joined the practice squad earlier
4: this week. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they knew McKinnon was injured and Gordon was having more of a pass game role with the Broncos, which has been kind of interesting to see. But I do think that like they're starting to trust Isaiah Pacheco in the pass game. Like his, he had one target last week, but if you watch that play, like they motioned him into the slot and he ran a real route and they threw him a pass like eight or nine yards downfield. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is pretty significant as opposed to that having one target been a dump off. And then I mean his his pass blocking grade per PFF has been the worst in the backfield so I think that's the biggest thing with trusting Pacheco but I think that he probably would still see an uptick in snaps with more like obvious run plays going to Rojo kind of like last week where Rojo mixed in for a couple carries and then maybe Melvin Gordon getting some like really long down and distance third downs like even if but like I said even if Pacheco can get half of that work that was McKinnon's and then the other half goes to Gordon. That's huge for Pacheco's upside. What
3: He's do you think about that? like a potential 70% snap share? Cause his snap share last week was 55%. Two weeks ago against Jacksonville it was 60%. So you, you, you shave off, you know, 60% or 30% of the, the, these snaps that we're getting uh, to McKinnon every week, if not 50%, depending on the game script, Mm-hmm. Suddenly you give him an extra 10% just and give the rest to Gordon and you sprinkle in some some Ronald Jones. Yeah, we're talking about if you can get Pacheco at a 60% snap share in this game because he also has breakaway run potential. It's not just all the red zone visits and the red zone carries, which he's going to get a bunch of. It's mm-hmm. these breakaway runs that we have not seen yet that we are going to see. He only has two touchdowns on the year.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and, and and we've seen we saw what can happen again each of these last two weeks try to pull up as game log if you just get kind of the combination of these two things and tack on that 10 20 percent that you guys are talking about right just think about it with rough basic 10 percent math right so he runs for 100 yards you know doesn't have the stone breakaway game that, or the stone you know breakaway 60 yard touchdown but in i mean 5.1 yards per carry 7.1 yards per carry in those uh two games ago and three games ago, right? Mm-hmm. So the efficiency on the ground despite not all the snaps was there. Then last week we lose the efficiency on the gr- on, on the ground against the Rams, but we get the goal line touchdown. It's like so when it comes together and we tack on those what again, 10, 20% whatever a- extra boost, you're talking 25 plus fantasy points. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh and, and that's pretty good at 5.7k I would say. Yeah, less than
3: Quarterall Patterson, less than Damien Pierce, less than Samaje Ryan on DraftKings still.
4: And the game environment is pristine. Like, it doesn't get any better than a 52.5 game total with two elite quarterbacks. I mean, it, the only thing
3: could be better is if it was, you know, at Kansas City. That's it. If it was at Kansas City, it'd be a little bit better for Pacheco. But that's it. Still likely a, that the, the Chiefs have a lead. They're two-and-a-half-point yeah. favorites.
2: And they're just the Chiefs. It's not like they're going to get the doors blown off them. There are no game scripts in Chiefs games, really. You know, outside of super, super, super outliers, where it's not close enough. Like it, it, there, there's a reason why Jarek McKinnon never gets to like 80 percent of snaps, even in you know uh, shootout games. It's because they never fall behind by that much. Like the the early mm-hmm. down backs are never scripted out in the Chiefs because they have freaking Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. He keeps up with the, you know with the opposition. That opposition is now who I want to get to for at least a few minutes mm-hmm. with wow. the Bengals. Yeah, I, it's crazy, right? To think about Mahomes and Burrow.
3: You, th- you know, in terms of real football, they seem equivalent, in, you know, in, in, you know, just NFL talent. And, you know, they, they both have Super Bowl appearances at this point. They're both just, you know, two of the elites. And yet that difference in salary makes all the difference. Right When you're setting your lineups up, like the Burrow lineups with Kelsey on the runback or like Kelsey, these game stacks with Burrow. Where you could play Pacheco and Kelsey, it's a lot easier to make your lineup look a lot better with Burrow on top as opposed to Mahomes. It, it, it's so, the, the, the lineups are so much better. It doesn't even make logical sense given, okay, there's like a, whatever it is, a uh, what, 1300 difference? Yep. 1400 difference 14, yep. on DraftKings. It, it feels like so much more when you look at the, when you're like, oh my God, these lineups. Oh, my I can't I know it's silly, and the upside is more with Mahomes. He brings more to the table. It's just, it's just
2: wow, what you can do with these Burrow lineups. Even then, Burrow okay, the pure, total, absolute ceiling Mahomes has him by a couple points or something like that. Yes. Sure. But Burrow Burrow does this in these games. He did it to the Chiefs last year. 450 yards, man. It's out there. You know, he, so he has those 40-point games in his bag, too. Maybe it's not quite to the the consistency of Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, when they decide to put the game in Joe Burrow's hands and throw the ball to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, he's got as much upside as anybody.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So what do you think about the between the two of these guys, Dario, and then uh, you got to tell me what to do with Chase Higgins, Boyd, Hurst, Mixon, because I, I, I have strong convictions on the Chiefs, and I think we all generally agree over there. The Bengals, I have no idea what to do with. I think, I mean, it's kind of gone under the radar how
4: good Joe Burrow has been this year, which is hard to believe I'm saying that out loud because everyone (laughs) loves Joe Burrow. But he's like currently the QB four in fantasy in points per game. And we all were ranking him in like seven to ten range, right? It's like, oh, he's not going to keep up like being as efficient as he's been, like he's he's kind of done that and it, no one's really talking about it. He's got the second most touchdowns in the league behind Mahomes, passing at least. So I think that he's very much shown that he's he's here to stay as an elite quarterback without a doubt. And I think that you have to fire up Chase. Like you can, I read, um, there was like a Twitter thread yesterday where someone like the beat reporter kind of had like an extended explanation from jamar chase kind of like what happened with his hip and how he like sort of partially injured it during the saints game and then the falcons game he like re-injured it right before halftime and then he's just like kind of a crazy dude and when he was like oh yeah when i get my adrenaline going like i'll play through anything and then the next day he was like i could barely walk and then now he's kind of gotten back to the point he's like yeah i'm practicing full go like i don't feel a thing i'm fine so i think Jamar Chase, if he was playing through what he was playing through in the two games, the 230 burgers that he gave you before he, like, out <laughs> of nowhere went on the IR, like, you got to trust him in this game. If it were a high ankle, I wouldn't play him, right? Would
3: not play him. Right? We talked about this with Amon Ross St. Brown. Like, give him a couple weeks, and then sure enough, boom, he's back, right? This hip injury is, is unique. There aren't that many injuries like this every year. And a lot of these guys go on the IR for the rest of the year and they're out uh, with these hip injuries. So, this is a weird one where I don't, I don't, I'm not sure footed at all about this injury. And and I would not want to fade Chase and then get absolutely steamrolled by him. <laughs> like you can't, you can't let that happen. You're not in this game, not with this, not with the lineups you can build with Burrow. You just can't let it, you can't do it. Like, my first instinct was, let's take it easy. Right. Like, we, we can always play Chase next week. But that's my my instincts always like that with guys coming back from injury. Always. This is different, man. I don't know. Look at Burrow. I mean, Burrow had nine rush attempts last week. He has four rushing touchdowns on the season. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the, the ceiling different. I don't understand his salary. I don't understand what the, the DraftKings salary algorithm was doing with him. 6.9. Play him. I mean, play him and, and play some Chase. I, I don't know if I – I don't, know, I, I don't know how aggressively the, 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 process wise going all in on a guy coming off a multi-week injury is almost never a good idea though. That's where I, I, I appreciate your research, Dario, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> on board, right? I'm on board. And the beauty is, you know, the projected ownership from Chris Gemino on roto grinders pretty low on Jamar chase, yeah. given the yeah. game environment, you would have thought top 15, He's at seven and a half percent. It's a great, it's a great spot for him, man. I mean, this is this is pretty great. I think he, I think you're gonna have to be over, uh, you know, over the field on on. That's such a weird. I can't believe I'm saying it.
2: <laughs> I I think what is so fascinating to me about well Chase totally fits into this is that that I mean I have this sorted by projected ownership on this is all flex plays in this game so obviously no quarterbacks. T interestingly enough is the one catching the ownership right now. Yeah. I think his his I think his projection is a little bit inflated like he projects for more points right now but I think that's just that's part of like what Matt was talking about with you bake in a little bit of that injury risk with Chase so that brings down his and if you take down Chase's projection right you either have to give it to someone else or you got to pull down Burrow and you got to pull down the, all the Bengals and everything. Well, we're right. not going to do that. So it kind of goes to T. So T projects for a little bit more points, which is driving some more ownership. If you get Jamar Chase at right, it would be one thing if he was coming back, maybe he was underpriced and it was like, oh God, everybody's going to play him. But that's not what's at. That's not what we're expecting to happen here. And you just have the tight end that can blow away the field both of the quarterbacks that could blow away the field. And to me, mostly just Jamar chase that can blow away the field at wide receiver. But then you also have those punt wide receivers on the chief side or Pacheco, who's also cheap at running back. It just like fits together. So well, it it fits really well, everything that you want in like the, the stat, you know what I mean? We talk about this. We've talked about this with like Lamar stacks, maybe, maybe more so when they had Bateman, right. Dolphins and all that kind of stuff. It was always just like, well, all you need is the tight end, you know, the, in this game, the best tight end in the NFL to do his thing. And then, you know, the second best wide receiver in the NFL to do his thing. And it's, and it's two superstar quarterbacks. It's like, it just blends together. So well, it does. You you take the, you get your
3: chase stacks, your Higgins stacks. You, you could, you could play Kelsey on the run back with Pacheco. It, like you said, it fits together so well. There are, there are uh, inexpensive running back options available to make these lineups work Zonovan Knight. We, you know, I, I'm still skeptical about uh, Travis Etienne. Mm. So you, you have Jamichael hasty potentially. So there's, you know, sky Moore. three. There's plenty of salary savings out there this week to make these lineups work. Just chef's kiss.
2: Can, can Dario, can you, can you walk me through? We got to school for technical analysis.com in the chat, which is a, an impressive YouTube name, but, uh, is, is 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 in on T is, is diving back in on T if you had to kind of break down what you want to do kind of amongst those Bengals skill guys to kind of wrap this this game up how, how are you deciphering how are you you know how are you prioritizing chase T is there any Boyd any Hurst and non-Kelsey lineups mixing or, or you know is it just a little bit more chase for you I think that I'll probably want to be like ahead of the field on chase a little bit
4: like kind of pretty close to even an exposure to them, maybe a slight edge to Higgins, but kind of be below the field on Higgins, ahead of the field on Chase, which you can still end up with more Higgins. Higgins has been absolutely balling this year. Like I'm not opposed to buying on him right now. And then I think that Tyler Boyd, interestingly has kind of been a bit of a no-show the last couple of weeks in this Bengals offense. But I think that a lot of that has been because defenses haven't had to worry about Jamar Chase. So there's definitely some room for him to kind of come back onto the scene in a big way, or at least like see more than four targets like he saw last week in
2: Chase's absence. Doesn't this just feel so Boyd? I was I was just gonna say, doesn't this, it? I don't. I have mean, really isn't a it really? Yeah, yeah, It just feels
3: like it's almost like from miles and like from space you can see it. <laughs>
2: I was literally going to say that same thing. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, i like, thank you, Dario, for the much better analysis that I'm giving, but it just feels like Tyler Boyd. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I don't have any. So, I've never <laughs> had
3: that feeling. Like, oh, the whole back of my neck, all the hairs, man.
4: It's like a whisper in the wind. Oh,
3: yeah. man. Dario forget was whispering in the wind. Boy. Yeah. Don't uh, forget uh, about <laughs> Boyd. Get him in. The- That's why we had these optimizers, man. That's why we have the lineup genius. One because thing that I- auto generates these lineups. When you're putting Burrow on top, or you're putting uh, Mahomes on top, it's gonna and and you and you and you dial up the correlation. It's gonna it's gonna give you tons of Boyd lineups. You don't have to worry about it. It's stuff that the human mind, where our biases are, we wouldn't have done it. Recency bias and and vividness bias and all these things that would push you away from a Tyler Boyd. The algorithm will push him into lineups and give you plenty in your portfolio. That's the beauty of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, he projects for this is not like some awesome projection. But if you see in your upper right hand portion of your screen on DraftKings at 5,300, which has got to be the cheapest he's been in a long time for 10 points. So then when you pull him into your game stacks, he projects fine. And that's when you kind of get a little, you know, boost that, that the correlation and all that stuff gives you a little bit of a boost. And the next thing you know, you're actually not giving up that much, like from a projection or upside or anything like that. And I think he's the way, like I, if I want to double stack Burrow, right, I'm just envisioning <laughs> uh, Burrow, Chase or Higgins, whichever you prefer, with Boyd, the punt, say Sky Moore and Kelsey, you have a $5,300 wide receiver, a affordable enough quarterback and a punt wide receiver. That's how you fit all these guys, right? Then well, you, got your you, you can Knight.
3: fit. You technically can fit burrow with chase and Higgins and Kelsey. If you punt <laughs> flex, a running back and a <laughs> wide receiver, you could, if you punt three
4: positions, you, you can put the it. rest of your lineup entirely. All,
3: yes, yeah, exactly. You, Skymore is
2: an essential
3: element of that particular configuration.
2: But I just like, again, how it comes together is like, and I think Tyler Boyd is a little bit of a a piece of that. I also think, I I have not looked into this um, for for last week, but if I recall two weeks ago, uh, it was, uh, so everybody thought it'd be the real Mike Thomas stepping in for Chase, and it was uh, Trenton Irwin. Mm -hmm. And he was playing more in the slot and they moved Tyler Boyd out wide, which I do not think is good for him and his, his fantasy viability. He's not really that kind of guy that wins on the outside like that. He's not big enough or fast enough. Yeah. But in the middle and and against this chief chief defense, defense, I think is a good uh, uh, spot. Yeah, exactly. Perfect setup, man. I I, Mm -hmm. I really like it. So anyway, anyway, sadly it's, it's
3: the perfect setup, but two touchdowns from a guy that's, you know, Low fives on DraftKings. Giddy up, baby.
2: Any last things, Dario? And um, on that note, we didn't talk about Joe Mixon. That was basically the one guy we didn't talk about. You know, after being out here a game and a half or whatever it was, uh, are are we doing anything with him or uh, just sticking to the pass game?
4: Matt, would you like to uh, talk about the twelve-hour by twelve-hour injury analysis? Oh my God, they did it again! They did it.
3: So we, so Eric, we we decoded on the Mind of Mansion podcast. We've decoded what all these injury designations from coaches mean. That day to day means week to week, and week to week means month to month. And then they tried to they they threw us a curveball with Josh Allen hour to hour, right? (laughs) Hour to hour actually does mean day to day. Okay. Uh, OK, but but now every 12 hours, I I decoded every 12, he's 12 hours to 12 hours. That's every other day to every other day. <laughs> that's what that means. So now he's every other day to every other day. I don't love that. I don't love that. The, the, the nice thing is, though, if he's out, then, you know, P. Ryan becomes an affordable option, even though P. Ryan is technically, as we talked about more expensive than Pacheco, but you'd love, you love playing P Ryan in that spot. If Mixon is active, having been questionable, but it's just, it's just the concussion though. The concussion is mm-hmm. not a lower body. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if he's active coming off a concussion, you, you've got to just mix him in. That's another, he's, he's very similar to Boyd in that way. And that you learned your lesson, Eric, you can't leave him out. Just because you don't get excited, you know, our human psychological biases, we tend to like dismiss Joe Mixon seven point one k, but it is a home game, right? And he does have three touchdown potential. He has five touchdown potential, apparently. So I'll I'll never we got we got to mix him into some lineups,
2: uh, (laughs) 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 right? Yeah, Uh, um, you got to do it. You got to do it. Can't leave him out. You got to. I, I think that uh, we pretty much summed that one up, but I, I think we talk, we've talked about the Chiefs a lot, obviously, um, as as pretty much any game stacking show is ever going to do. What's fun about this game is that, you know, if you're multi-entering, even if it's like three entry max or something like that, there's so many ways to build very quality, high upside lineups. I mean, we just talked through how many skill position players on both sides and both quarterbacks and contingency plans, right? McKinnon, no McKinnon, Mixon, no Mixon. All of that allows you to build, you know, some chalkier lineups with maybe some unique pieces from other games or getting kind of off the board in, in this game. These and guys all aren't that
3: to... chalky, though. That's the no. thing. They're not as chalky as they should be. No one's as chalky as they should be except for Higgins on this whole set yep. from this game. That's why our methodology is that you focus on particular games and you game stack. And if and when these things shoot out and they blast past 70 total points scored, these lineups are cashing in a big, big way. And it wasn't even that hard to see it, right? So, yeah, we're, you know, we double the field on Jace, double the field on Pacheco, double the field on a lot of these guys and skew your whole portfolio toward this game. And everyone's going to be slapping their forehead on Sunday afternoon.
2: The opposite of kind of that game from what you were talking about with and the ownership side of things, but I get it, is Jags and Lions. And this was, I like, I, I like how you mentioned earlier, Matt, that like the chiefs Bengals is like two juggernaut offenses, crazy high upside offenses. But the reason hey, there's a little bit of pricing of course in DFS, but the defenses are respectable, right? They're not great, but they're respectable. Both of these defenses stink. And everybody's been playing guys against these two defenses, particularly the I mean, the lions for like five years, but they both of these defenses all year. And it's fairly condensed, uh, particularly on the Detroit side, at least in the passing game. But that, it stuck with me when you said that it's like, and then, and then you pile on that ownership fact that you were saying. And it's like, of course I can, I like this game. I see yeah, all but, the reason why people like this game, but but everyone is playing the guys from this game. And it's not necessarily because the offenses are so awesome that we expect shoot a uh, complete or another shootout. It's just the defenses stink. And so I like these guys but I, I thought that that was really well said that it's like all the ownership is going to the game where it's just because the defenses are bad as opposed to going to the game where it's like one of the best quarterbacks of all time and one of the best young quarterbacks and one of the best young wide receivers and the best tight end of all time. Right. Instead of going to that game, we're going to like say Jones who like, I like say Jones. Fine. I, I
3: never, I never, you know, I never saw myself as like a common sense football guy, but I, that <laughs> that's my role in the show. I've never had that just, role. I love it. It's a great role to have. And I've been, had really good success this year in this role. (laughs) And yeah, this is a trap game. This is a classic trap game where you're playing it for all the reasons that are secondary reasons. When you're stacking secondary reasons up and then you're getting to projections that are really friendly, it's a little bit dangerous where the other game chiefs Bengals is so fundamental, right? It's so fundamentally juicy. This is very tricky. When I looked up and I saw how chalky Amon Ross St. Brown was, that he was <laughs> going to be the highest-owned wide receiver on both mm-hmm. platforms, you know, over seven K in salary on both platforms, I had a little pause. I was like, okay, I see what's happening. Like that was all I needed to see this afternoon. I looked at, I was like, okay, I see how I see how things are playing out. Uh, we probably can't be as aggressive on this game, you know, whereas we normally would be, and you know, we we haven't played any. Trevor Lawrence at all. Have we talked about Trevor Lawrence at all on the show ever?
4: I don't, I don't so. know. If, no,
3: don't, we I don't, don't play we Trevor Lawrence. He's been a trap all year. Trevor Lawrence has been a giant trap. But now, yes, you're playing some Trevor Lawrence this week. This is the week. I mean, everything is dictating you play some Trevor Lawrence this week. But I bet you there's are people that go crazy playing Trevor Lawrence. And I'm not saying go crazy.
2: Oh, he's the highest projected mm-hmm. own quarterback by a good clip actually he finally um, gave you the no. week right you finally gave you the week last week against
3: baltimore right you've been waiting for how mm-hmm. long for that week right well okay green light to start playing him a little bit this is this this was the kyle pitts rule with him remember <laughs> let, let him prove it and then you can start playing him he proved it now we can start playing him but i'm not saying playing more than the field i say be maybe if we're doubling the field on some of these Bengals and Chiefs, I say maybe half the field on uh, some of these Lions and 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 Jaguars. Just as you know, back of the napkin rule of thumb.
2: Mm-hmm. What what is your kind of uh, overarching thoughts about this game, uh, Dario? And and on piggybacking on the Lawrence thing, it, it, it's always fascinating to me these situations where Lawrence is projected to be our highest. Owned quarterback and travis Etienne is also going to be a very you know highly owned running back and it's if like people plays. don't really do that if he plays of course but people don't really do that thing right they mm-hmm. don't really do lawrence plus etn and so do they steal ownership from each other let's just let's just, again let's assume etn plays we can cover the other scenario at the end let's assume etn plays how do you view both of them and then just kind of again your overarching thoughts on this game
4: I do think that, yeah, Trevor Lawrence kind of proved himself last week. He put together like a pretty good game winning drive, made a lot of great throws. I think a lot of people who have been strongly in the Trevor Lawrence camp pointed to that game and said he's finally arrived, which I mean, taking a year and a half for the number one overall pick is not ideal, but <laughs> put that aside. He's like, this is obviously the matchup you want to play in. But I do think like, yeah, if he's incredibly chalky. Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are both incredibly chalky. Like there's such a, if you're stacking Lawrence, the like way too obvious way to play this game is double stack him with Kirk and Jones and then bring it back with Amon Ra. And then if you're not playing Lawrence in your lineups, like every uh, optimizer on earth is going to have Travis Etienne in it because his salary has just plummeted, even though mm-hmm. he's you know still going to be a stud. But we, we also do think that there are some concerns with Etienne's workload this week so I don't know yeah I think this is I'm, I'm with Matt here this game is kind of screaming trap to me like a oh Star God. Wars meme guy man, is it is there it then... should,
3: there should have like a there should be like a skull rating next to some of these games <laughs> man honestly like skull and crossbones yeah Oof. I think
2: the hard part for me with this game actually is probably ETN Um because if, if uh, using Matt's kind of you know injury rule from from before if if he was healthy and he'd been humming along like he was doing and he was 6400 against the lions no health concerns i would be like okay like i i like to be contrarian i'm not i'm not fading that but now Mm -hmm. we do have this uncertainty right i i you tell me what to project him for workload wise because i don't have any idea it could be it could be a deandre swift situation or he could be back to you know, 80, 90 percent. I, I way have no too scary, idea. man, for him to be this yeah. chalky. It's way too scary. He hurt his
3: foot. He was out for the year with a foot injury last year. They have nothing to play for. What are we talking about? Jamichael J- Hasty just had five catches. Travis Etienne's never had more than three. <laughs> yeah, what are we funny. talking about, man? This is the this is the opposite of the Joe Mixon bias, right? Where mm, yeah. Joe Mixon just feels yes. boring. Travis Etienne feels exciting. He feels like he has a lot of upside and you see oh, a couple 20 point games there in a row. Hey, yeah, yeah. Not based on what he was doing in the passing game based on touchdowns, right? Just be, oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, but it's the lions. Yeah, but okay. The lions are giving up that many fantasy points to opposing running backs. I was a little bit shocked, but about, you know, where they ranked among defenses versus running backs. It's just, it's, oh man. Uh, it's just, yeah, I, I know think, it's, it, it there's not a lot of metrics behind this, except like maybe wait for a guy to be super active in the passing game before
4: you get this excited in a full PPR format.
3: Yeah, Sorry. I, think
4: that's a, I think that's a great point that his game this season has been built on his rushing efficiency, right? We saw in like the London game against the Broncos, he was just breaking off 10 yard runs every time he got the ball. <laughs> yeah. Same thing against the Raiders. Right. So if that's, what's built his like fantasy standing to this point, and it was the touchdowns too, that helped get him there. And if any of that is even compromised by the foot injury, it's pretty, it's a pretty concerning profile. The touches. Very quickly.
3: They're not going to give him 20 touches. F- what if they do, that's negligence right Mm -hmm. i mean what i mean i just can't i just i'm like what you want to cross him off your list fine do not play him fine like it it, because the way to play this game is with lawrence stacks anyway it's not like you're stacking golf (laughs) right and Whenever we play a quarterback, we, we always go straight to the target share of the running back to determine whether or not that running back deserves to be stacked with that quarterback or whether there's negative correlation. There's negative correlation between ETN and Trevor Lawrence. Does anyone know has this has been talked about yet? <laughs> you say you listen to all these podcasts, Eric. What the oh, hell's happening?
2: Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. That's why I brought it up. And those are the kinds of situations. It's funny because those are the kinds of situations where I end up and we're all definitely on the same page with this. It ends up being like, look, if this game blows up, like, like I I didn't do this in the, remember the Seattle and Detroit game uh, earlier this year, I didn't like full fade it. I think I ended up playing mostly Rashad Penny in that game, which like worked, but everybody on the Seahawks worked. they scored like 50 points, but this, it feels like, of course, I'm not projecting this to be a low scoring game, but like, it doesn't mean there has to be someone I need in tournaments in this game. Like mm-hmm. it could
3: be 28 24. Two touchdowns to Jamal Agnew. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be. Marvin it's
2: Jones ca- catches a touchdown. Jamichael Hasty be... has a touchdown, right? It's you so know, Jamal annoying. Williams does his thing. Jamal Williams scores two one yard touchdowns. Jamal but is Williams. It relevant?
3: Yes. Jamal Williams. You got to play some Jamal Williams
2: on run so backs. Absolutely. I don't even know if he has the upside and I mean, I, I guess the three touchdown thing again, but it's like, you know, he, he's just living off of the one yard touchdowns. He's not catching passes. It's just he, tough. He's making that... a living on Deandre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown getting tackled inside the five. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, shout out to Jamal Williams. He's awesome. I like, I like Jamal Williams. It's been great for the old best ball teams, but like, it just feels like, I don't know how to go about this because even like we like to do our little secondary stacks, right? Amon is always such a good one for that. Like Jamal, if Swift is out or whatever, even then it's like, I don't know. I, I did think this was like, a, not because of the revenge, but a, a technical analysis. Our, our guy was, a. Uh, if you really do want to do something in this, in this game, you want to stack Lawrence. I do like doing it with like Marvin or Evan Ingram. As opposed to the super chalk, right? If you play Lawrence to Kirk and Zay with Amon Ra, it's like how many teams are you duping with with that that stack? Um, so I like being a little bit different with it. DJ Chark is back to basically a full time player. It hasn't popped yet in the box score, there but you so I go. like. I, now I we're like talking. I do like these guys. Now we're
3: talking. That's a play I can get behind. Yeah, you don't even need to do a big double stack on this. I wouldn't even get so much exposure to this. You just want to play Lawrence with Kirk and run it back with Char. Fine, like didn't, just didn't didn't Goff turn miss down the Char? exposure on this game a little bit. I'm so not they the uh, Bills. game stacking. Like I said, this is not a game stack. This doesn't feel like a game stack to me. This feels like a sure. We want to play some Lawrence this week. He's proven himself. He's in a great spot. You don't want to be. There's no reason to fully fade him, right? So don't. But you, you do some creative, cool stuff fine move on
2: yeah so i was i was trying to look dj chark got up to 73% of snaps last week which was go. uh basically a full time player amon-ra played 87 um five targets which was so-so but second in air yards and I, I was trying to remember you know so they played the bills pretty good defense i thought that chark was wide open for a touchdown that golf missed him on like a 50 yard touchdown or that is true that happened I I believe so I I couldn't it was it was a little early and it was Thanksgiving but um I I was pretty sure that that happened and so I think we we talked about all the guys we don't really like as much as the field here but I think DJ Chark would be the guy that like if I'm gonna flag plant somebody in this game for tournaments I think it would be him there you go yeah Um, and
3: you know Christian Kirk is getting the air yards Right. Yeah. Christian Kirk is getting the target share. Christian Kirk is mm-hmm. the clear number one there. I mean, he's technically not a true number one, but he's not that expensive. It's an amazing smash spot. Like, I understand why he's so chalky, but he's not as chalky as Amon Ross and Brown. So, mm-hmm. you know, play some Kirk. Sure.
2: Yeah, it's kind of the same as as. And uh, Matt said, Dario said, as we've said about a lot of like I, I there's no reason, like you said, to full fade this game across all your lineups or whatever. But I think we we made it fairly clear about our feelings about Chiefs, Chiefs Bengals, and then kind of comparing the two when you use ownership, when you factor in ownership and everything. It's just maybe find your way to some DJ Chark, right? Some some of these other guys and mix and match through your amon raz and Kirks and Zays and, and Lawrence stacks or whatever, but don't go, don't go crazy overboard. A game I'm pretty interested in hearing you guys uh, take on that is much more close to rivaling the uh, Chiefs game for me is uh, Chargers and Raiders. Thank you. And and, and that is, again, very similarly to what we talked about with like, oh, why why are we playing these guys? It's not just because of, oh, it's the Lions defense, right? I never want to say I'm playing this guy and start with that lions defense matchup i want to start with something about that player or that offense and both of these offenses mm-hmm. have that not necessarily Derek carr he's fine but Devonte adams that dude pretty good foster moreau finally came through last week dario shout out to yeah, us we, for finally to take <laughs> through it for one more week and he delivered finally finally delivered um big touchdown Devonte didn't go, you know, totally crazy, but I don't think that that matters here. He can do that in this spot, and the Chargers are going to be, I believe, again right without Mike Williams, and uh, so you have Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, mm-hmm. DeAndre Carter popped last week. A lot of fun pieces in my absence, in yes. Uh, it was fun. Had uh, had Moreau and DeAndre Carter on the uh, afternoon slate and nearly shipped everything uh, until the Josh Jacobs o- overtime touchdown uh, oh. buried me. But it was a very fun brand moment of Foster Moreau coming through and DeAndre <laughs> Carter coming through for for some money. But uh, anyway, Matt, kick 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 this one off because I think this one is kind of like the. It's definitely not Chiefs Bengals, but it feels a little bit more fun for tournaments for me than it's maybe our. So second much game. better of a game to play than
3: the last game we just talked about. I love it's so what a gift this week. We and <laughs> We don't talk just, about enough yeah. is you know you don't want to invest the same amount in GPPs week in week out. Right? There's some weeks when you want to, you know, t- turn up the dial a little bit. When are those weeks? Weeks like this. Weeks when we can identify with ease the games to play. So okay, you're dialing it up to say, you know, you're your, at least your average spend. Okay, good. Then you see the field going after like the the skull and crossbows game. Right. (laughs) So if the field is now putting money down on the skull and crossbones square, now you turn up the dial even more. Right. This is a this is a week to really invest because who are you investing in? Oh, I don't know. Burrow, Mahomes and Herbert. Right.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: This this isn't a picket week. Right? (laughs) Come on, man. Do it. (laughs) Like you feel good about it. You're 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 stacking Herbert or the Devontae Adams on the run back. Who doesn't want that, man? That's what we're talking about. Josh Palmer, right? He's his ownership is 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 how much lower than Zay Jones
2: this week? (laughs) Oh dude. Zay Jones is like 10 times the ownership of Josh Palmer.
3: Yeah, and and these are similar players. These are Mm -hmm. similar players. Their their salaries aren't that much far apart. And What's the big difference? What 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 is there there isn't a big difference? But yet there's just perception and Zay Jones coming off the big game is one big game of the season, right? Lawrence had a big game is one big, you know, you know winning DFS game of mm-hmm. the season. Zay Jones with his only big game of the season. And again, I just I can't figure out it. I every week I sit out and I'm like. Oh, wow. Cool. I'm, I'm surprised. I didn't realize everyone would be on this very smart, savvy play. Then I sit down some weeks and I'm like, I can't believe people are falling for that play. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, and this is one of those weeks. So, it's, Hey, you know, but normally it's like, I'm, I'm impressed this week. I'm a little bit like head scratching. Cool. Right. Let's play some Palmer, man. Let's play some extra Herbert. Now is, isn't this the week to play Herbert, to get in your Herbert, what am I missing? I, I, Didn't we have this circled like two months ago?
2: Yeah, I, I think the Raiders matchup has become at least as good, if not better than the Lions matchup from a, a opposing mm-hmm. offense perspective. So we have this situation where, you know, the Lions are just like the, everybody's been playing guys successfully against the, and it's still a good matchup, of course, but playing guys against the Lions for years, it has just been like, oh, that running back 6,200, against the lions he's gonna smash gotta play him right trevor lawrence is cheap gotta play the cheap quarterback against the lions. people have just been doing this for so long the raiders i'm just using dvoa as a quick and easy example have the worst deep pass defense in the nfl by dvoa the lions are actually like 25th or something like that not great obviously but better you know 10 percent better than than the raiders and so I just feel like we're overlooking the fact that this is a just Look, Lawrence, maybe he's getting better. He's not Justin Herbert. Uh, Travis Etienne is not Austin Eckler. Uh, You know, Christian Kirk is fine. He's not Keenan Allen. You know, Zay and Palmer, maybe Palmer's a little bit better. At what spot... Uh, is, is a Jaguar better than a Charger? And the Chargers have just as good of a matchup. So, like, yeah, si- sign me up for this game. Um, but, Dario, you get to do the same thing. Talk me through the Chargers. I feel okay about the Raider side of things. We'll definitely talk about Josh Jacobs. But on the passing <laughs> game, it's like, it's like, man, in, in the pass game, Devontae and Moreau is always so nice because, you know, them and a sprinkle of Matt Collins, you don't really have to think too mm-hmm. hard about that. But what about the Chargers?
4: Well, I think – First of all, I wanted to point out that Matt this like you said, these teams talk, played each other in week one, and Matt couldn't help but notice that like the Chargers defense choked out the Raiders offense and we didn't get a shootout game like we hoped to. But that's times of change, probably baby. not gonna <laughs> be the case times because have the changed Chargers times have changed. I noticed so, I didn't even so that didn't even occur to me now. So the, the one concern that we had about this exact matchup between these two teams is has diminished since the last time all the upside is still there so like i think just like for all the reasons that you guys have already outlined we just have to keep in mind that that outcome of the chargers defense slowing down the raiders to a halt is far less likely than it was in week one and what we witnessed the
2: first time they played each other and even then Devontae adams had 17 targets And 33 and 33 fantasy points, even when like that, that scenario, I I remember that. I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, people had been targeting the chargers as well, all of last year. And people were coming in like, oh, I'm going to go do that again. But we outlined like, hold up, this chargers defense just added a whole lot of talent. But over the course of the last three months, naturally, because it's the chargers, everybody got hurt. So they stink again, and and but but that's not coming in through the ownership, right? Devonte Adams is nine percent. I know he's fifteen hundred more, give or take, than Amon Ra, but nine percent, Devontae Adams against the Chargers, and like thirty percent, Amon Ra. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. No man, it was a couple of weeks ago. My
3: my my final thought was, don't forget about Justin Jefferson. <laughs> my final thought this week is, don't forget about Devontae Adams. Like whether you're stacking this game or not, Devonte Adams should be heavily played, mm-hmm. heavily. And we talked you, you, about this in your in your. I mean, you're saving all this money, right? Because you, what are you doing? Oh, you're 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 playing your Lawrence Kirk, right? In this other game, right? We, Lawrence Kirk, Chark, Chark right? Yep. <laughs> Make sure should... Adams is in those lineups too.
4: <laughs> and you can build like fairly um, affordable, like. There are unique ways that you can build Chiefs Bengals that you can still get Devonte in there, right? Like if 100%. you do Burrow with Boyd and Hurst or something like that. Get, I mean, this is you don't even have to go this cheap, right? But you can play, you can play pieces that we really like in that game and still spend a good chunk of money on Devontae or Eckler. I mean, God, Devonte
3: Eckler skinny stack. That that is <laughs> super. If you really, if you want to play Lawrence, fine. sure... Play that Eckler Devonte Adams skinny stack, and get some actual firepower.
4: Yeah. Eckler <laughs> yeah. had 15 targets last week, and it wasn't hit
2: the most targets he's had in a game this season. That's unreal. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. unreal. 15. I mean, and and they they won. Eckler's correct? cheap yeah. at 8.5 k. Yeah, they came back and won that game. That was that was a crazy game. Yeah, that was a it was a very good game. One thing I do think we have to touch on because we're all very excited about Devonte, and I think rightfully so. A, a low key even better thing about devonte if people are playing raiders they're just playing josh jacobs look at look at what josh, Jac- josh jacobs has done this year look at what he did last week but i think you know he seems to be fine but dude if there's ever a week again using matt's kind of injury uh, type stuff if there's a week for them to scale him back a little bit I think it's, I know that they need to win, blah, 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 blah. You know, McDaniels is probably playing for the locker room, whatever, all the stories that have come out about, you know, kind of how big of an asshole he is and stuff this year, probably not going over great. But if Josh Jacobs has a, a what, it, calf strain, yeah, calf strain, he, he heard it last week. He, they weren't even sure if he was going to play. Mm-hmm. three touched... attempts they gave him. Yeah. Then and then he then he puts the team on his back, and now he's like kind of barely practicing this week or whatever. And I know it's the Chargers; it's a great matchup. I mean, James Conner did well against this, and James Conner lost his juice three years ago. But like, I, I do feel like Jacobs is a little bit of a trappy proposition as well, kind of similar to the ETN and and that whole game. And so it's like, man, I can. just Josh Jacobs Devontae? was
3: averaging fifteen fantasy points per game the last four games, the month before the Seahawks game. Okay, which was his exact career average it's what he averages every year <laughs> it's just this now this one game we're gonna change everything we think about this guy
2: it's really funny like if you do look at this this uh, box score and then I'll, I'm gonna I do want to hand over the Jacobs and uh, 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 continued assessment in this game to you Dario but like isn't it so funny so we have the 50. 50- Point game, right? And then we had that stretch where he was kind of unstoppable. There, the rest of the season is like, of course, these twenty point games are nice, but I mean, they it's nothing like that of a ninety five hundred dollar running back on on, on Fanduel. He's mm-hmm. priced like Christian McCaffrey used to be, you yeah. know. And and he's and he's not that. And so, do I expect a bad game? Of course not. Do I want to play him, especially alongside some other chalky pieces in tournaments and spend all my money here? I don't know. Probably not. But what what are you kind of what do, you th- what, do you, what are you thinking, Dario? I think
4: it's a tragedy that we haven't mentioned Mac Hollins yet. Okay, oh, he's automatic. now we're talking because he's just such like his involvement has been locked in. He's had good games already and Renfro and Darren Waller are still nowhere to be found. Like Mac Hollins is as good of a play this week as any other. And yet his projected ownership is like four percent. Love it, and he's still forty six hundred on DraftKings and fifty nine hundred on FanDuel. Mac
3: Collins and Josh Palmer. I'm like, guys, have you been just if you watch? This is the thing. I can't believe I'm this guy. I don't. How did this happen? (laughs) You watch these games, and you're like, wow, Mac Collins and Josh Palmer look explosive. Mm -hmm. They look like playmakers, and they're being fed, and they're scoring touchdowns. They're making big plays, like. No, Josh Palmer doesn't have the most exciting workout metrics or efficiency metrics, but he's making big plays week in week out. Mac Collins making big plays week in week out. He actually does have a little bit more of a an exciting size adjusted athletic profile than than Josh Palmer does. He was Matt a monster Collins at North is locked Carolina. into a clear number 2 role in one of the most, you know, prolific passing games and one of the highest-scoring offenses that we've seen the last month of the season. This is a dream scenario for a 4.6K wide receiver this week with Mac Collins. I mean, I, it's, this, guy, this guy's automatic.
2: I love it. I love it. The, I, I love bringing up these wide receivers. We, we get into this all the time on the show. It's probably, <laughs> probably my favorite part of the show, but it's like everybody, you know, when you look at projections or or whatever, ownership and such, it's like, well, Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and Amon Ra, and we're like, no, Mac Collins, right? Josh Palmer, you know, when we this is when we do the Khalif Raymond and the Josh D J Charles. Is it like right?
3: his haircut that he has, like a you know a weird you know you know a puffy haircut? You know what I mean? Like I don't understand it. Like what? What is the bias? Like what? Why? Like why does just, why do people love Travis ETN and they're dismissing Mac? Con- like, I don't understand the psychological biases. I don't understand them all the time. It, it, it just this is one of those weeks where there's a lot going on where I'm like, why don't you people like Player X? and why are you in love with Player Z? It Does't make sense,
2: yeah. And even more so, I would add. It's not even just like, why do you like Travis Etienne or why do you like Christian Kirk or whatever? We keep going back to that game. It's just the easy example, right? I, I don't have really a negative thing to say about Amon Ross St. Brown. He's great. He's going to get a lot of targets, whatever. But it's not that those guys are necessarily bad. It is that we just named like 20 dudes across three games that are like pretty close, or maybe better. Right, you, Matt Collins, mm-hmm. Josh Palmer, they're maybe better than Zay Jones as as plays DFS plays, but the ownership is like minuscule compared to it. So it's like, what are we going to do in tournaments? Play three percent Matt Collins or play twenty five percent Zay Jones? Like, well, obviously I'm going to play. They're like the same thing. It's like Shark the Shark is three point eight k. I mean,
3: come yeah. on. This is so a great. Are, like I said, this is why you can you can so easily skinny stack Eckler and Adams. You know, this is why you can actually play Mahomes, Kelsey pretty easily because Mm -hmm. you have these punt play wide receivers where you could two between Skymore, Shark, Hollins, Carter. It's like, yeah, these are the right players in the right games at the right salaries. We wish we had these
2: options most weeks. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. that is for sure. This is a
3: week to stay out of the
2: middle. I like that. I, I really, I really like that. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. So a lot of weeks, you know, Nico Collins is getting fifteen percent ownership because it's just like we don't have anybody else. You know, there's no fork. Now we just talk through again. With Ten guys that you can play, and of course you play them in these game stacks and and skinny stacks and all that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of options, and there's a lot of low owned options to put a bow on this one, Dario. Well, actually, Dario, about- can
3: you pull up the optimizer, the the lineup genius for this game? Just put in a her create a Herbert lineup real quick.
2: Can you do that? Yeah,
4: I, I unfortunately my Chrome is acting up, but let me just I'll I'll run through it real quick on the on the side here. Okay, that works. All right, works. so
3: let's 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 talk
2: about uh, Dolphins Niners. We yeah, should talk about come- that game because there's going to be some points scored in that game too. I, what I I want to pass it to you right right on back to you hot potato back to you Matt because this game is fascinating to me. Well, A, it's, you know, the the McDaniel, I'm very excited to see McDaniel out-duel uh, Shanahan on Sunday. But the Dolphins have some offensive line concerns that I'm very worried about uh, with multiple injuries. I, I haven't seen anything on Teron Armstead uh, updated. The last I saw was, like, it wasn't looking great, but not that was good. yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday. But, you know, so you have offensive line issues, which this is not the defense you want to be having offensive line issues against in the Niners I just, without Eli Mitchell, maybe it makes McCaffrey, Debo, et cetera, a little bit better. I'm just kind of struggling with how to build turn and like how to attack this game. You know what I mean? I All these other games that we talked about, like, I feel really good. This one, I'm like, well, I don't want to play Jimmy really. So then I got to play Tua, but the matchup's not awesome for Tua. You know what I mean? How are you, how are you kind of approaching this one? Uh, fading. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I okay.
3: I mean, we we have uh, Debo not practicing with a quad injury. It's like the playmakers you really want to play have issues. One has offensive line issues. One has health issues. It's like, okay, who are we playing here? This is a skinny stacking game. This is a you know Hill Kittle, right? This is a you know Waddle Ayuk. This is I don't I I feel like if we're gonna be overweight on Burrow, we're gonna be overweight. On Mahomes, we overweight on Herbert stacks. It may be one of those weeks where we we just we just our portfolio has no more than four quarterback stacks. Yeah, because we can, because we don't need to get that creative with the quarterback salary this week because we're salary saving on so many of these Charks and Sky Moors. So you you actually can consolidate your quarterbacks, and then you end up introducing a few more skinny stacks from these other games that we like. This is an interesting game. It's got, you know, the the game total is 46 and a half, which is just a weird game total <laughs> that tells me that Vegas doesn't know what the hell's going to happen yeah. here. I worry that it's at San Francisco that with offensive line issues against this 49ers front seven, it could, it, Tua, the nice thing about Tua is he's been getting the ball out fast anyway. Yeah. He gets the ball out super fast anyway, so that should help him. That should negate some of the offensive line issues. But you know, when I think about the I, Waddle, Ayuk seems cool, right? That seems cool. Uh, I can see uh, Jeff Wilson having a day, right? That seems like that seems like a very plausible uh, outcome. That's sort of a revenge game. <laughs>
2: But there's if, all kinds of revenge going there's on. There's a this lot game. of revenging all, yeah. <laughs>
3: happening in this game. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I hate playing guys that are you know uh, have expensive salary. Well, Debo six point six k on DraftKings not that expensive. Yeah, just this quad injury is, is bothersome. Got to play some Debo if he's active though, because he's still relatively inexpensive at that price point for him. Um, and he, he has big play potential and it is, you know, Miami's, uh, you know, a, a good matchup for him because I'm guessing Xavier uh, Howard will spend more time on Brandon Ayuk. So that's good. Uh, so there, but it, at no point am I like, this is a game stack situation.
2: Yeah. So. any anything, anything uh, from you, Dario? Because I, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a lot, I guess. Without Eli Mitchell, does Christian McCaffrey make it into maybe a couple of teams? Or are we just going back to the, you know, Ecklers and, and those guys? I, it's just if, tough. I mean, I like if Christian McCaffrey players. didn't have
4: an injury of his own right. to worry yeah. about. Then, yes, I would agree with that. See, this is what we're but talking about. This like yeah. ambiguous near near irritation is pretty concerning to me. It's funny because the, you know, if I'm Jeff Wilson like he's probably, you know, why Why would you guys trade me away? Elijah Mitchell got yeah. hurt again. Like, he's <laughs> if there's ever a revenge game narrative, it's this one. And then I think, yeah, so that that's like, Ayuk I, I is think he's going to match up hard. with
3: Xavier Howard. I looked at, uh, you know, looked at player profiler, Cody Carpentier's uh, cornerback wide receiver matchups. He's projecting IU to be matched up with Xavier Howard uh, at an above average rate during the game. Everywhere you look, there's like a little mouse trap, is like <laughs> on, on the guy's toe. It's the problem.
2: Um, yeah. Dario, do we do we want to discuss this any further? Do we want to go through your uh, you ran some uh, Herbert stacks through the optimizer, right? I think that's more fun to talk about than
3: this. Yeah, I'm trying to. Man. Well, last year, one thing I'll say: last year before Teron Armstead arrived, right? What was Tua doing? Three step drop, get it out quick to Waddle. Yep. So that's what he was doing last year with no Armstead, with no pass protection. So if if you're gonna play some players, I think I'd much rather play Dolphins from this game. Play Waddle. Play uh, play some Jeff Wilson, and uh, you know, dabble a little bit with just all with a little Debo and a little Iuk and a little Kittle. Maybe maybe Waddle Kittle, right? I mean that's that's. Maybe this the, the the preferred skinny stack, mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm 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 being totally honest. It's only Friday. We got two days, but I don't know that I'll have anybody from this game. It, we we just talked glowingly for an hour, basically about two games, and even the third game that were like kind of trap-ish, right, Matt's uh, skull and crossbones game. Even then, it's like we found. DJ Shark seems nice. You know, there are ways to play that game. Right. This one is just like, gosh, I mean, you don't have to play. Even though these guys are exciting, it's like, look at all the other guys that are exciting, too. So mm-hmm. I- I'm kind of leaning away from this one and into our Chargers uh, uh, games that I'm quite excited to, to see what uh, the optimizer is coming up with. Because it always we always land on some of the right games. And it leads me to the plays that like Joe Mixon thanks for bringing it up again, Matt, that I, uh, that I, that, that I have bias against, you know, and I'm like, okay, maybe I will play that guy this week.
4: Yeah. So I started with just like locking in Pacheco alongside Herbert. So Pacheco and Adams were like the the longs and okay. then went with, came out with Justin Herbert, Isaiah Pacheco, Zonovan Knight, you know, he's going to get a workload. He's 4,600. Michael Carter was ruled out today. So that's a good time for him. And then our receivers are Devontae Adams, Juju, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Carter in the flex, and T.J.
2: Hawkinson. So
4: oh, ooh, look at that. all
1: Hawkinson.
2: There's like so much week. correlation on. There's so much correlation on that that team. It's getting ooh, the, some. That
3: of our... a Night, T.J. Hawkinson, Skinny Stack. Uh-huh. I'm loving that.
2: That's nice. I like That's that one. Nice. Yeah.
3: That's one of my favorite Skinny Stacks of the season. <laughs> love Hawkinson. Love Son of a Night. Bam. <laughs>
2: literally bam yeah uh uh <laughs> like harrison bryant's gonna make a lot of lineups like, literally this i'm like i know literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally but i'm just laughing because it is that is i mean that is this show yeah if you clipped something from every single one of these shows yeah. it's getting excited about Khalif raymond or bam knight people the, the overwhelming majority of the world did not know who zonovan knight was they certainly didn't know that his nickname was bam uh before last week and now Matt's favorite skinny stack of the season is son of night and TJ Hawkinson I who mean, wasn't even on this team tell me to, I'm, to tell me I'm
3: off base here no
2: it's just <laughs> hilarious that like other people would be like i think my favorite skinny stack is you know amon ra and whatever stephon diggs <laughs> last week this is bam night and TJ Hawkinson who's on a new team this year it's, I'm,
4: that was that was
3: wow that was magic to my ear. can you can you uh, de- can you show that uh, on the screen, Dario?
4: I let me I I have to exit the Oh are you are not right no, I got yeah. it.
3: I got it. I got it. Well, we'll just we'll we'll I'm imagining it in my the the, the lineup genius in my head on this player way people profiler. can't
4: screenshot and, and dupe us. What's yeah. what's get give us one more? Give us one more. All right, plug this in there, Eric. It's okay. Justin Herbert with Pacheco and Dalvin Cook as the running backs.
2: Justin Herbert with let me go to all here. Pacheco. Uh, let's sort by salary. I love
3: that you. I love that you uh, pinned Pacheco. That was
2: good. Pacheco you and who was the you, you, other? You Dalvin so. Cook
4: made it in here.
3: Oh, so
2: Dalvin. Happy. That's interesting.
3: I'm telling you, the, the 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 lineup genius likes this. This this is the last game to talk about. And These then Vikings Jets.
4: Devonte yeah. Adams, Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen. Base all three of our receivers around this game. Nice. And then Harrison Bryant is the tight end. And then the optimizer just loves Nico Collins, but at Randy the same price point not ruled can... out by the way. Oh, in that case, probably just think, go ahead and plug in Nico that's Collins. Why. Yeah. Nico all the way, baby. Yeah,
3: that that's it. Uh, you know, I I got I got to I got uh, I got a date night I got to run to guys. I want to, but I I have a question because I do think that the 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 fifth game that you could consider game stacking is Vikings jets. Mm -hmm. I'd be more likely to stack Vikings jets than I would dolphins Niners. And I think that Vikings jets should be almost on par with lions Jaguars because what it, what it lacks in terms of just raw points upside you, you get back in lesser ownership. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree. Yep. Which is, which is nice. Right. I think that we're going to see all the ownership of the running back switch because there's going to be a bunch of shifting over to um, making lineups with a Knight. He's going to be a big lineup maker this weekend, so that's going to be cool to see. And then, pff, I don't know, Justin Jefferson. He's a pretty cool play. <laughs> He's good, there's yeah. going to be some – this could be a big Dalvin Cook week. Typically, when Dalvin Cook plays a team like the Jets, he has a day. You know, 100 yards and two touchdowns, very much in play for Dalvin Cook. Then you have a guy breaking out all over the place, looking like the most exciting rookie Mm. in Garrett Wilson. So we've Mm -hmm. got all these plays. The thing is, it's very difficult for me to, to swallow Kirk Cousins in a tournament setting. Things have to go, everything has to run so pure with a double stack for Cousins. So it has to be... Jefferson and Hawkinson both getting there with cousins and the right run back. It's just, it's a tricky thing. Like yeah, I, think I think you could do that for sure. But my
2: big question for both of you guys is Mike white. That's what I was going to say. You don't want to play Kirk. I, I would rather play. I would rather play Mike white. So and Kirk. There's a green light there.
4: I think what especially think, with the price. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I think Mike white, like is is he a, a better play than Trevor Lawrence this week if you factor in ownership? Oh stop it. Yes.
2: I, I I'm so you happy guys, I'm in love. I'm you so guys happy.
3: you guys are this is now my favorite show
2: of the season. You guys are really making my day. But why like seriously, why isn't he? It, 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 Lawrence, we waited a year and a half, as Dario said, to get that game. And he scored the same amount of fantasy points that Mike White did private it's white
3: like, look at him he looks like he's bucked a report for for basic training also
2: i'm being totally biased hand in the dirt watching the games football bro
3: that's what i'm talking he about looked
2: awesome mike that's white what
3: i'm talking about awesome. guts we're talking about grit <laughs> right i mean he is the opposite of zach wilson in every way right i mean he, i'm mike me. white dude you're mike
4: white <laughs>
2: He, the, the but you mentioned he, looks like, the ball he just out. looks
4: like a an, an NPC in Madden. It's just like yes. like uh, like any yes, generic saying
2: <laughs> the guy you draft in the sixth round on your you know the eighteenth year of your franchise mode, you know what I mean, is this is this is Mike White. But I, I do think, you know, he's obviously not some star quarterback, but what they do have is a shit ton of offensive talent. I know Michael Carter's out out now, but I'm not sure that it matters. Even low-key, like the Tyler Conklin-CJU-Zoma tight end pairing Tyler is Conklin fine.
4: revenge game. I was hoping I would get a chance to go. mention it today. Tyler yes! Conklin revenge game. The Vikings let him go in free agency. You don't think that's been on his mind all season
2: and he's had this game circled? <laughs> God, what a what is what is happening this week? But uh, but I I mean I kind of like Tyler Conklin. Like if you want to double stack Mike White with Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin, get you a little Justin Jefferson on the bring back. Why is that not as good of a stack as as some of these other ones? I do think anyway. Being serious for two seconds, just the difference like that Matt said from zach wilson to mike white just the guy who he just gets the ball out and he's like he's not trying to win the game with his arm like zach wilson does on every single throw he's just like dude i have garrett wilson and elijah moore and now corey davis is back and tyler conklin and decent running backs right i'm just gonna throw it to them you know what i mean like i'm just gonna get the ball into the hands of garrett wilson and let good things happen he's getting it out quick I don't know. I, I actually kind of think he's reasonable, but even more so, like Garrett Wilson and the Jets, skill guys are are very much in play with him at quarterback.
3: And Zonovan Knight can catch.
2: Yeah. Yep. Zonovan Knight, what,
4: five targets last week? Yeah, Zonovan Knight, that's, you can play so. him. He's, that's
2: that's what, Travis
3: Etienne's season high there. He's been, been better right in there. the passing game all year than Travis Etienne, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Yeah. So he 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 actually less negative we just, correlation. We, we took this show so far off the rails in the yeah. last five
3: minutes. Yeah, we're, talking about, we're we're just like, you know, we're criticizing all the like the, the highest owned players of the slate. All the grinders are like, you guys are out of your mind. You know, <laughs> we're mocking Travis Etienne, who's the chalk of the chalk, or like a Knight actually is better in the passing game, and has <laughs> less Travis. negative correlation with Mike White. It can play White, I can play Zon of a Knight with Garrett Wilson. And then you and know, then if you stack jets, your run back, like
4: you can take all the Kelsey Jamar Chase and Devonte yeah. Adams, you can imagine like that's the other thing you're saving salary, that's you're saving right. ownership.
3: I'm like, looking at a lineup right now with Mike White and I see Eckler. I see Devonte Adams. I see <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Yes. The answer is so a resounding yes. You play your three elite quarterbacks this year. the The, the ones you want to play. Right. Like the the AFC West, right? The Mahomes, the Herbert, your Burrow. And then then you go all the way down to Mike White, and then that's it. That's it. You call it a day, man. You You can play Jefferson. You can play Hawkinson. This is so great.
2: I took Great is a word that other people would probably not use to describe some of this, but I agree that it is great. I mentioned at the top that this, well, is- this
3: game actually has less points implied than Dolphins 49ers, which yeah. doesn't make sense to me.
2: Right. The, we, there's just the Jets, Jets defense is kind of Jets defense. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I I think the only the actual only concern I have in this game from a, a game stacking Cruz perspective Cousins is against full Cowboys game. Yeah,
4: against the Jets. Yeah, because
2: yeah. yeah, that's a good defense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
3: Same. but that's I think why that's, that's, I like that's what's hockey. keeping the total down. No, but I know I like, but that I think that's why this being in Minnesota is a big deal. If this fair. were in New York, I would agree with you. This it would be very scary.
4: Yeah, it's in the dome this is in
3: this is in minnesota guys this is happening
2: is there a, is there a, a funnier game to feel really good about game stacking than the old kirk cousins mike white duel you know <laughs> in the, in in week 13 but we we knew it could be it could talk- be. Dude, this could be epic i'm taking the over on this game oh God. that's my You're bet a, of the week yeah 1 1 pm kirk is very different than than primetime kirk but um we start we started the show talking about you know uh we're into like a second wave of chaos. And I think we met our quota for all the second wave of the season chaos with uh, everything we discussed here. What we do have to do before we get out of here is, you know, flag plant something conviction. What is, what is the, we've gone through some, some, some fun ones today. You know, sometimes we, we dabble in, you know, the, the chalkier games, we went a little bit off the beaten path, but Matt, what is your, Kind of take away from what we discussed today. Easy. That's your number one priority in tournaments.
3: Clearest-eyed advice as the <laughs> is the final takeaway thought of the season. This is the show of the year. <laughs> this is the takeaway final thought oh, no. of the year. Stay out of the middle. Okay. Stay out of the middle this week. Go with your elite plays. Go with your Devonte Adams. Skinny stack it with Austin Eckler. Salary save with your sky moors
4: and your sharks and ship it, Dario. I was I was gonna say Devonte Adams as well. I think that that Chargers Raiders game and then like Adams Mac Hollins completely like you should. However much Zay Jones you you trick yourself into playing, play way <laughs> more Mac Hollins, please. I,
2: I really like that. It is definitely, for me, I'm going to, again, piggyback uh, like I like to do on, on both of you guys. It is in that cheap wide receiver range. It's I, I want to do exactly what Matt said. I want as much Kelsey as I can get. I want as much Devontae. I, I want to bring up Jamar Chase again. I want Jamar Chase on my teams, right? Austin Eckler. I want those guys. I want Justin Jefferson. So how do I get them? It's these cheap guys, but I want to do it smartly in these games that we discussed right deandre carter on my in in my chargers uh raiders game stacks right dj chark when i do if i do have right if i did trick myself into playing zay jones or you know so if i need a punt tight end and I, i go to evan ingram instead now let's use dj chark as my my salary filler uh at the wide receiver position. There's so many of those guys, Nico Collins. We talked about, you want to play Nick Chubb as a, a technical analysis is calling the, the Chubb 203 game, which I don't even think is really that, that crazy. You want to spend up for Nick Chubb again? There's your stars and scrubs thing. Mm -hmm. Go get Nick Chubb use Nico Collins on the other side. There's all these cheap wide receivers that are like legit good plays. This isn't, Dumpster diving for Braxton Berrios, you know, on the on the Jets when everybody else is out. This is dumpster diving for really actual guys that can put up 25 plus fantasy points. So stars and scrubs, go get your uh, Matt Collins and DJ Charks and DeAndre Carters of the world and uh, uh, ship it with the superstars and, you know, one long Matt Collins touchdown. That's gonna do it for us this week. Matt's got a date night. I do too. It's my it's my wife's birthday, so uh, we're yeah we're gonna go we're gonna go have some fun let's this evening it. and probably probably eat too much eat too much let's go, food. Let's go
3: have some uh, let's go have some sex and GPPs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, good thing she doesn't listen to the shows. For myself. <laughs> And for and, and for Matt and Dario and, of course, Steve back on the ones and twos, we will see you guys in uh, week 14 off of hopefully a, uh, a big rousing success in our quote unquote show of the year, as Matt said. <laughs>